right, well, let's uh, see what God has to say tonight. Amen. I really wanted to just free flow, kind of get back in the swing of things. We're right at about what I think is about the halfway point in summer. And, you know, halfway, the halfway point is always kind of the, um, I, I don't know, I'm thinking about it when you're running a race. You know, I ran a marathon one time. And, um, you know, the scripture that I was kind of getting today as we were, as I was just kind of thinking about tonight was, you know, do not grow weary in well-doing. Do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap if you faint not. You know, and um, I'll tell you, there's a story, and I'll, I'll pray here, then we'll open in a moment. But the story that comes to mind to me, and it's a, it's a gold rush story, and it's, it's really applicable to, I also think, to this region because, you know, we've got the Cripple Creek Mine up here. I mean, we li- really do live in the middle of go- the Gold Hills. You know, these are, this is gold or is, or in our, is on our ground here. And, you know, there was a story of this gold uh, miner who had bought a plot of land and had been searching and digging and digging and digging and digging and digging for years and years and years, digging for the gold. And, uh, I mean, you know, over the years grew weary, grew discouraged, and just finally decided this is hopeless, this is, you know, we're just going to, this is a waste of time, it's been a waste of money, so he decided to sell the land. And uh, he sold the land, and the new prospector purchased the land and began to dig uh, where the previous owner had left off, and it was less than six inches from his last hole when he struck gold, you know, and so it's a picture of, you know, just the, the the word says through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. And, you know, patience is, is not necessarily a glamorous word. Uh, It's not necessarily a fun word, but it's a powerful word. And it, remember, the devil's the one without patience. And patience it's not just about waiting. It's about how you wait. You know, it's about waiting, waiting with a good attitude. And, you know, when we, when we, the, 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 the not grow weary and well doing, that, that season between the I believe I received and oops, there it is, you know, that, that whole season between that is all about patience. It's all about patience because the seen realm is adjusting to our faith, you know, but uh, it's according to our faith too. So the, 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 the idea that we just can, you know, I don't know, we, we just have to endure. That, you know, we, people don't like those. People don't like endurance, that word endurance. We don't like that word patience, perseverance, you know. Th- those words are, you know, we just want instant breakthrough, instant drive-through. And it's not, it hasn't been that, you know, the truth is, in the big scheme of things, this is short. Our whole life is short. In the big scheme of things, we're like a blink on, on the, uh, you know, just on the screen of eternity. We are here for such a short amount of time. And, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you with that. That, you, you know, don't, if you, if you find yourself growing weary, first of all, realize that, that the weariness is a state of mind. Weariness ha- is a state of mind. And um, our state of mind is subject to our mouth, right? It's our thoughts, our mouth, and so our, we, we can change our state of mind. We can change our focus. We can change 
what we are thinking about. We can take thoughts captive. And, and really the only enemy to doing that is your feelings. And, you know, one of the biggest, that's really the, 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 the point of patience is to operate in self-control in the realm of our feelings so that we continue to stay in a place of joy and peace and righteousness. And I know that's easier said than done, but you have the Holy Ghost. You're not a, you have the Holy Spirit. You have a source inside of you that uh, empowers you to overcome, empowers you to triumph, empowers you to stand, empowers you to uh, go the distance. Amen? And we're at the halfway point, which is really not that far. Summer's only three months, and we're not talking like about 25 years. We're talking about three months here. But that halfway point is right, you know, it's just that place in any natural endeavor where, you know, the... You feel like, you know, this has been forever because you forget the last 20 breakthroughs that God did for you. You know, you, you just, you just you get into that place of where you ha- you, we, we have to be like David, encourage ourselves. Every mature Christian has to come to that place where you can encourage yourself, right? In the midnight hour, Paul and Silas did what? They sang. In the most dire circumstances, right? They sang praises to God. Right, and so in those places, you know, those are the places where who, what you really believe comes out, all the junk in your heart comes out, the, the enemy comes down and, and tests that even more intensely. So I just want to encourage you to, 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 to let's make a decision tonight that we're going to stand and that we're going to, we're going to be people who, who uh, believe the report of the Lord because he's not a liar, Right? It doesn't really matter. You know, it's just you just we have to make up your mind, and you got to really open up your mouth and 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 say what what he says. Right? Yeah. And recognize that your feelings and this internal atmosphere is this this whole internal component of our soul realm is is meant to be um, governed. <laughs> it needs to be governed. It can't be. We can't allow our minds just to go anywhere. We can't allow our emotions just to go anywhere. You know, we we have feelings. But we, our feelings are not designed to control us, right? Your, our feelings are a terrible God. They're a terrible teller of what is true. They will tell you what's true inside of you necessarily, but it doesn't mean that it's true, right? And so you, you really do have to whew, dig that in. You dig, dig in. And so let's pray and we'll hop in tonight. We're in the halfway point. I believe God's going to encourage us and strengthen us tonight and and uh, give us some extra, I don't know, I feel like it's like an inner, a B12 shot of the Holy Ghost in our arm tonight. This is, right, you know, John Crowder coming this weekend is right on time. So it's a, it's a strategic time in our lives. This is a, it, it's, it matters. This, this, is a, this, this time in our life matters. This is, there's pivotal things going on in our lives right now. There's crossroads in our lives. There are, there are things that, uh, that, that are worth standing for. You know, and I came out of a ministry with Bill Winston, and I'm, I'm going to show that I really am going to pray, but, you know, I, my spiritual dad taught me some things, and I want you to, I want to pass those down to you, right? I want to pass down to you a heritage of faith, a heritage of faith for the impossible, a heritage for, to stand for a vision and stand for a call and stand for something greater and bigger than yourself. You know, when Bill Winston came to Chicago with $200 and a word from God, he had nothing, he had nothing. He lived in a basement with people that just invited him into his home. He didn't even know. Left everything. Left everything. $200. Right? 
And when I, when I started, first started going to that church, they had just acquired a $12 million mall. Well, that mall is probably worth about $40 million today because it's been completely renovated. But do you know how many times they ran out of money? <laughs> I mean, construction had to stop right in the middle of constructing that mall because they ran out of money. I mean, all the construction equipment got taken off of site. I mean, even to get into the mall, they, the mayor didn't want them to have that. The whole city didn't want them to have that. I mean, the opposition for a black man to be coming into that neighborhood and owning the mall, even though it was a debilitated piece of property. I mean, the, I mean but he had a word from God. He had a word from God. And he refused to quit. And him and his little congregation at the time went and marched around the building because they heard a word from God and they had spiritual strategies. God has a spiritual strategy for your breakthrough. This is not a natural thing. This is a spiritual, this is a spiritual breakthrough. And time after time after time, I mean, I've heard so many stories from my, from my spiritual father about standing. And I remember every time I would go and, and stand in that building, it was a, it was a miracle. It was a miracle that God provided. I mean, today, this miracle. I mean, this is a miracle. The building that we're standing in here is a miracle. You know, the fact that God provided this miracle. I mean, there's no bank that would have financed this building for me. I mean, you know, there's been miracle after miracle after miracle in my life. After, and I, because I followed in his footsteps. We came here to Chicago on a word, I mean, to, to, the, to Colorado on a word from God and not a single contact, no money. <laughs> left everything retirement plans corporate cushy jobs big salaries contacts networks i mean i had an instant ministry at bills ben winston's ministry i was doing healing meetings with five six thousand people seeing incredible miracles incredible things but god called us out god called us out and god is god has something on your has a call of god on your life never never think that you're living just a natural media you may be not you may be not doing what, exactly what God's called you to do today. You may be in a season of preparation. You may be in a, in a season where you're called to serve here, some of you. Or called to, I mean, I was with Bill Wilson for 10 years. 10 years in the back office. I call it the season of tending, the, the, tending my father's sheep. Right? Just in the back off, thankless, you know, just way back. Nobody, you know, I mean, just, just be faithful with what you've been given. Do, do what God has put in your hand right now. And, 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 and trust, trust. No matter what, trust. We serve a big God. We serve a big God. I mean, we've had breakthrough this last week. I mean, we, we're continuing. God is a supernatural provider. Don't let anybody tell you differently. He's a supernatural provider, and He is faithful. Now, will he stretch your faith? You know, can I tell you that we've ever, you know, have we had to deal with lack? Have we had to deal with some of that stuff? Yes, but not for long. Have we had a ton of abundance along the way? No, not yet. But we've never gone without. But we've had incredible miracles, incredible miracles. And so I want to encourage you right here in the halfway point, don't, you know, if I told you at the beginning of summer that, that your summer, if you're going to see supernatural breakthrough, that you're going to have to go through the Mark 4 process, you might not have signed up. Because when the sower sows the word, most of the people, no matter what the condition of their heart was, receive it gladly at first. You hear the, you hear the word, you hear the prophecy, and woo, right? We get rah, rah, woo, yeah, right? But it's the... It's the in-between, believing you receive it. And whoops, there it is, where, where it determines the condition of your heart. 
Is there going to be a harvest or is persecution going to arise and you fall away? Is the, are the cares of this world going to choke the word out? Is the deceitfulness of riches or, or money issues going to steal the word from you? So anyway, we're going to, you're going to be encouraged tonight, amen, to kick the devil right where it hurts. So, Father, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for everyone that's here. I thank you that this is a divine appointment, that it's on your calendar. And so, therefore, it got put on our calendar. And I thank you that we were obedient. We came, Father, expecting something tonight. We came to hear the words of life, Jesus. We came to hear the truth. We came to to have our focus uh, shifted, to have our minds and our thoughts uh, focused and renewed, Father. We came to hear from you and to uh, link up with the frequency of heaven. And so, Father, we just right now step into the reality of Jesus. We thank you that we are one with him right now, that this is an established fact, and that we have his mind, we have his eyes, we have his ears that he lives and moves and, and within us. The Holy Spirit is in us. He's dwelling in us. We are his temple. And we are in Christ. We are baptized into Jesus. We live inside of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are one. There is no separation from, from you. There is no separation between heaven and earth. There is it just illusions. It's just illusions, delusions, and deceptions. And so in the name of Jesus right now, Father, we just take authority over all the things that have been exalting themselves against the knowledge of what is real, the reality of heaven, the reality of what we carry, the reality of who is in us, the reality of the authority that is ours, the reality, Father, of our union with you. And I thank you, Father, for just right now exploding this truth in our hearts and enlightening our eyes and unclogging our ears and 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 reestablishing what has been attacked, Father. Just refurbish the things. Just just, uh, repair the armor, Father. Take the chinks and and unchink them and uh, get that helmet of salvation on straight, the Lord. Just just straighten the crown on our heads, the crown of righteousness, and and, and just, just cleanse us in the blood, Lord. Just wash our conscience from every dead work. Just purge it right now in the name of Jesus and, and help us stand up in robes of righteousness and put on our garments of praise, God, and our belt of truth and our shield. Take up our shield, God, and, and strengthen our weak and our feeble knees, God. And we just call strength into bodies, strength into minds, strength into minds, God. Uh, we, just, we just resist any atmosphere that has been around us, God, that is not the, the atmosphere of heaven, that is not the atmosphere of joy and peace and glory. And we just release right now, Father, the glory of God in this place over every single person. We release the tangible manifest presence of the Holy Spirit, God. We just speak right now in Jesus' name. And we say, come, Holy Spirit, from the inside out and and fill us right now. Refresh us (laughs) and glorify us right now in the in the in the every part of our minds, Lord. Let us see ourselves as we really are. Let us see things from your perspective tonight. Help us climb back up to heavenly places if we've, if we've been living like we're just mere men. 
and help us get a fresh perspective and, and fill our mouths, God, with words of faith and, and decrees and declarations, God, that transform the scene realm and bring heaven to earth and release the goodness of God within all kinds of situations, Father. I just release the opposite spirit the opposite spirit. Father, where there has been fear, I release faith. Where there has been depression, I release joy. Where there has been sleeplessness, Father, and insomnia, Father, I release just peaceful sleep. Where there has been worry, God, I just release a steadfast, um, just, um, oh God, just an assurance, Father, uh, of the future. Father, where there has been, I don't know, just blindness, God, I release vision. I just release the opposing spirit to everything that has been attacking us, Lord. And I thank you that when you said that what you meet, what the enemy means for harm, you use for good. So, Lord, we call forth the good of every attack that's been going on. Devil, you are an idiot. You know, because when you attack us, if what, the, if what God uses that attack for good, then recognize that you're just bringing raw materials for heaven to be built. And so if I was you, I would just back up. So I, because right now, I'm calling in the good. I'm calling in the good right now in Jesus' name. Every bit of it, angels, you go and get it. Every harvest, hey, every recompense, every restitution, I call it in right now in the name of Jesus. And I just declare right now that this, this season of testing, it's over. It's over. I declare that we've come out of the wilderness in power. In the power of the Spirit, we've come out. We've come out of that place where we've been doubting God and, and listening to the voice of God. And I declare we are saying it is written. I declare we are rising up in what is true right now in Jesus' name. And I declare right now that the deception is, is, is seen. And Father, I declare that, the, that, that we are speaking, it is written, and we are saying, Satan, get thee behind me, and he is. He is. He's, he is. he's getting behind us because we've said for him to. And I thank you for the ministry of angels, Father, for people that have grown weary. Even now, Lord, I pray that they would just come into this place and, and just begin to minister, minister, minister to those that have grown weary, Father. And so that I just declare we are strengthened by the spirit of might tonight. And our inner man, though our outward man might be perishing, our inner man is being renewed day by day. And so I just declare the newness of today in our inward man, spreading to every part of our physical bodies right now. I, re I just release resurrection life in every cell of our body, in every cell of our body. I say, bodies, in Jesus' name, wake up and live. Wake up and live right now in the victory of Jesus over death and over sickness and over all disease and over all depression and over everything that was caused by Adam at the curse. I say, wake up, bodies, to the reality of, of, the, re, of the reality of Jesus and his domain and his government and his kingdom that lives in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I don't know, I just kind of felt we might need to get it up and shake it off. Amen? Just, let's just do it as a prophetic act. Just get up and shake it off, man. Just shake it off. And we'll be Taylor Swift, right? Shake it off. Shake it off, right? <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Praise God. All right. Well, good. Well, I just felt the Holy Spirit said that we're going to just go around the room and we are going to declare something over ourselves. 
You know, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am, (laughs) right? I am the light. I am the truth. I am the way. He would say, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. I am. And so I want you to stand up and say, and if there's, if you're, I know for your husband, I want you to say his name. He is healed. I want us to declare some things over our lives. I want you to say it in first person. My name is Ray and I am, right? Just stand up and say it. I mean, I am just irritated by whatever the enemy's been trying to pull the wool over your eyes and anybody else's eyes that is on your watch in Jesus' name. Amen? So who's going first? All right. Anybody else got anything? If not, you don't, I'm not no pressure, but I'm going to give it a moment here. In Jesus' name, you are so much more than even what you're declaring right now. And I'll tell you, the enemy comes with all kinds of mess. He comes with lies just to, you know, try to, try to give you an identity that is not yours. When he came to Jesus and said, if you are the son of God, he's a constant voice of doubt and he will use anything he will use circumstances he will use people he will use facebook i'm telling you he will use i mean anything television he will use comparison to others he will use your own insecurities he will use anything to get you to believe that you are less than who god has declared that you are who he spoke and sang over you before the foundation of the world. You are God's dream. You are his idea. And you are more powerful and more capable and more uh, just full of glory than you have ever imagined. You have not imagined your potential yet. You have not even scratched the surface of it. You have an incredible inheritance in heaven right now at your disposal. And faith... Faith releases it. Faith. Words. Right? Words. Faith. Right? It's time to stand up and say some stuff. Speak to some mountains. Speak to some fig trees. Rebuke some sickness. Amen? Prophesy to the, to the, to the, to the sky. Tell it when it's going to rain, when it's not going to rain. I mean, you know, Speak. Stand up and speak. Amen? Amen. I am Shalice, and I am the financer of other people's dreams. I am a catalyst for destinies to be birthed into the earth. I am a woman of great faith who moves mountains and sees the impossible things of God. Every day. Amen. (laughs) I am a mountain mover. An earth shaker. And a person who displays the love of God. The true character of God. The true character of God. What love really looks like. And all of its strength. And all of its... Uh, gentleness and all of its in all of the ways that it has yet to be seen especially in the American church and I just re- I, I, I demonstrate the goodness of God I, I don't just preach it I demonstrate my life is a demonstration of the, uh, the radical outrageous gospel of Jesus amen So this is how we should begin our day. 
This is, this is how you bring, we should begin our day. Stand, get in front of the mirror. I have a full-length mirror in my, in my, in my room. I, you, that's exactly why you need to do it, because the, the reflection that is staring at you needs to hear it. And if you can't say it, if you can't speak to yourself and say, listen here, Shalise, listen here, Shalise, and it's, it's your spirit man speaking to that. It's the two of you. It's that, it, it, the, the mirror is the most beautiful place to speak because it is the clash. It is the place where the battle hits. It's the fight to believe. It's your personal fight to believe that you are who God says you are. And when you look in the mirror, you're confronted with what you believe about yourself. And that is the only problem you've got. That's the only problem in this room is what we really believe about ourselves. And when I say that, I mean when we, what we really believe about our potential, what we really believe about our union with God, what we really believe about how powerful we are and how rich we are and how capable we are and how we can do all things. If the Word says you can do all things, well, by God, you can do all things. How? Through Christ. Through Christ, through the inner one that lives in you. This is not a physical self-help program. This is a supernatural, spiritual, internal, invisible, invisible. Who you are is invisible until you manifest it by faith. And you have authority. You have authority. Your spirit man has authority. The person you can't see when you look in the mirror. The one that is so full of glory that would blind you if you saw it with your physical eyes. The blind, the, the light, the light that is inside of you would blind your physical eyes if you saw the glory that was in you. And I'm saying, stand in that thing and you tell, you. I mean, I, that is... I feel the power of God on this. You tell that person who they are. And if you don't know, write it down on a, on, a, on a scripture pad. Write it down and read it to yourself until you believe it. Until you believe it. Amen? There are exploits with your name on it. There are visions with your name on it. There are... There are assignments to people, to regions, to places with your anointing that is required for it. You have a purpose. You have a place. All that mess that the enemy tries to put on you about whatever, isolation, whatever that mess, whatever, whatever. Amen. Right now. And that voice, I don't know, that voice that is, that doesn't like you. Okay, that voice that doesn't like you, that sounds like yourself. Okay, that's not you. That voice that sounds like yourself, that doesn't like you, is not you. That is a familiar spirit that has taken on your identity, that has hijacked your voice, is speaking to you in first person and trying to get you to 
to hate you and, 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 and belittle you. And it, it's, it's a familiar spirit. It's a religious spirit. You name it. I mean, but it is, it is a spirit that is not the spirit of God. It is not the Holy Ghost. And it is a liar. That voice is a liar. That is the voice of the accuser. And you overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You have got to shut that thing up. In the name of Jesus, you've got to tell that voice that's inside of you, shut up in Jesus' name. Shut up in Jesus' name. Shut up in Jesus' name. And then begin to speak the truth. No, I am righteous. I am holy. I am in Christ. I am loved. I am perfect. I am complete. I have a sound mind. I am peaceful. I am joyful. The same spirit that raised up Jesus, <laughs> raised, up, raised up Jesus from the dead lives in me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am joined with the Lord and I am one spirit with him. <laughs> right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So all things, all things, all things are possible for me. I am a believer. I am a believer. I believe the report of the Lord. I believe God's word. I believe what Jesus accomplished on the cross. I believe that he came out of the grave. I believe that I was on the cross with him and crucified with him. I believe that I was buried with him. I believe that I was raised with him. I believe that I ascended with him. I believe that I'm seated in heavenly places with him. I believe that the eyes of my understanding are enlightened. Right? I believe that when I lay hands on the sick, they recover. I believe that, when I, that, when I, that signs and wonders follow me. They follow believers. And I'm a believer. I cast out devils. I raise the dead. I, I heal the leper. I'm, I'm a walking miracle. <laughs> Waiting to happen in Jesus' name. I am fearless. I am fearless. I am encouraged. And I call things that be not as though they were. I talk like God. I think like God. I talk, I speak like God. Amen? I have the feelings of God. I am compassionate. I am patient. I am kind. I am gentle. And it doesn't matter if you threw a fit and cussed out your neighbor five seconds ago. I'm telling you, you are these things regardless of how you're acting and regardless of what that voice is speaking to you. But it is time for you to get your mouth in agreement. To get your mouth in agreement. And I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit will kick in the moment you do. The moment you open your mouth, next thing you know, the Holy Spirit will start. You may not even be able to speak English for very long. You might have to speak tongues because there aren't English words to describe the glory that really describes you. Right? Amen? Amen. And break that. We, our mouths, our mouths break, break the chains. Our mouths break the power of the enemy. Our, our mouths, I mean, think about it. Jesus rebuked sickness. He, he spoke to a storm. Our mouths, went, let there be light. You know, I never knew this. I never knew this before I went to a church that taught this. I've been calling myself crazy my whole life. I've been listening to that mess inside of my head my whole life. And when I finally said that, wait a second, I have some power here. I have some authority. I have a say in how my life goes. And if I don't like how it's going, I can change it because I have a tongue. This is the most incredible gift 
that we are not victims. We don't have to remain victims. That we have the authority of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus, the name above every name. The name that says, at the name of Jesus, every tongue must confess it. I mean, every tongue, anything that has a tongue, anything that can talk, and the mountains cry out. Okay, so we're talking inanimate things have to acknowledge the name of Jesus. It has to confess what? Jesus is Lord, meaning there's no one in higher authority than him. And so when we speak in his name, all of creation stands at attention. Physical bodies stand at attention. That's why when we pray in Jesus' name, you know, and what we've been learning here is to see what you say. So when you speak it, see it. When you decree it, amen? Now listen, I'm going to read this word that I read two weeks ago. This was a word that I just really, um, it's a phrase that I attached attached to. And I, I believe that this is a phrase for the rest of the summer. Okay? It says this, become what you believe. Become what you believe. Now, I'm just going to read here some things. Okay. um, What is a miracle? A miracle is a work wrought by divine power, which is beyond the reach of common man. It's an event or a fact in the physical world deviating from the known laws of nature. It's an abnormal event brought about by supreme means. It's a work, out of, a work out of the usual sequence of causes and effects, which cannot be accounted for by the ordinary operation of those causes. It's a reversal of natural laws, a reversal of the natural course of things. Okay? Now, remember... Matthew 9, 29, 39. Here's what it says in the message. Jesus said to them, do you really believe that I can do this? And they said, why, yes, master. He touched their eyes and said, become what you believe. Become what you believe. Do you know that the entire fight of faith is about what you believe? Fighting the good fight of faith is about holding on to something that is, maybe it's impossible, like what Abraham had to believe. Maybe it's completely irrational. Right? But it's, it's, you choose to believe it because God has spoken it. God has declared it. God has decreed it. And he's called you something that you can't currently see with your physical eyes. And so faith is about believing the word of God. It's about believing the, what God has spoken. <clears throat> and it's about becoming what you believe. <clears throat> Here's what I wrote. You are today what you believed about yourself yesterday. And you are going to be tomorrow what you believe about yourself today. Everything that you possess. Everything that you are about today is a result of what you've believed. Now granted, I get it. That's why we do emerge. That you were taught to believe some pretty, can I just say, crappy stuff. 
You were taught by a world system. You were taught by a fallen race of men and women who <clears throat> have blinded, been blinded to the natural, to the spiritual realm. So they call things, however, out of their broken filters and out of their broken lenses. And you have parents that that don't know the Lord, or maybe they do know the Lord, but were had their own problems being in, brought up. We've been programmed to be sick. We've been programmed to die prematurely. We've been programmed. <clears throat> to be poor, we have been programmed to live mediocre lives and, and, and go, to, go to jobs nine to five and live paycheck to paycheck. We have been programmed to live lives that are absolutely not necessarily in any way, shape, or form aligned with the book that God wrote about your life before you were ever born. Psalm 139 says it all of your days are written in a book. Right? All of your days are written in a book before even one of them had taken shape. God had a plan, has a plan for your life. He has gifted you. He has anointed you for something. He has something for you to do. But the problem is, is that we have been taught, we have been, we have been completely just boiled in unbelief. And so we believe things about ourselves. We believe things about the way the world operates. We believe all kinds of nonsense. Nonsense. Nonsense about things. When I say nonsense, I mean there's no way to make water into wine in our minds. <clears throat> you know, there's, a, there's a way, a natural order to the way things we think happen. But God, is, he supersedes all of that. And it, and it says here that, you know, you, we can't listen to other people. You can't listen to people that have opinions about you that are not in agreement with God. We've got to listen to God's opinion and what God has spoken and what God has said. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report says. It doesn't matter what the, what the report card says. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what... You know, your mom said, I mean, it, it matters in the sense that it, it impacted you and you were hurt and, and, and some of the, I'm not saying that it, doesn't, that it wasn't impactful. I'm saying that it's not true. It does not ultimately define you. Here's the thing. You ultimately define you. Now, I know God does, but God's already defined you. And so the problem is not God's definition. It's your definition. And it's what you have, what you have agreed with. It's what you believe about you. And are you in agreement with the enemy? Are you in agreement with God? Are you in agreement with even just the, 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 the things that are seen are temporal? Are we in agreement with the circumstances? Are we in agreement with, with what the God has spoken? The word of God is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And there is enough power in the word of God to bring itself to pass. God is not a man that he should lie or he, the son of man that he should repent. He is, he is a sure foundation. Amen? So be, be, become what you believe. Become what you believe. Become what you believe. And if you don't believe the right thing, then change what you believe. Change it. Change your mind. Repent. Repent. 
Don't just say, I'm sorry. Repent. Change what you believe. Change what you believe about yourself. Change your image of yourself. Change what you say about yourself. And declare the word of God. Get in front of that mirror and begin to speak the truth to yourself. And change what you believe. Who And identify the... I feel like the Lord is showing me that some of us have triggers and we keep going back and looking at that. We keep going back to the trigger that triggers the unbelief. Whatever that is, we keep going back. We look at it. We look, we, we're, we're, whether it's, I don't know what that is for you guys, but it's, 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 we keep, is it comparing yourself? I don't know what that is. But quit it. You want to get trigger, trigger something that triggers, I mean, use triggers in a positive way. Get some triggers that trigger you into speaking what is true about you. Get some triggers that that, that bring you into a place of faith. I mean, heck, these Sunday nights can be that part of it. Because it yanks you back into reality, amen? The word says that the whole world, the word says the whole world is lying in darkness. And so there's a, we got to turn the light on. We got to flip the switch. Flip the switch. Flip the switch so that you can see what is real. I mean, some of us have to speak to our bodies about just being tired. You know, about, about feeling overwhelmed, about feeling anxious or whatever this is. We need, we need to speak. Open up our mouths and Speak. In the name of Jesus, anxiety, leave right now. In the name of Jesus, tiredness, leave right now. In the name of Jesus, anger, leave right now. In the name of Jesus, jealousy, leave right now. In the, anger, in the name of Jesus, whatever. Temptations, leave. I mean, we need to open. I mean, that is what I keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Open up our mouths. I'm going to go to James. Become what you believe. Become what you believe. Oh, just that, that, that is so powerful, isn't it? All right, I'm going to go here. Um... This is what it says in verse James 3. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. Able to keep their whole body in check. Now, I, wanna, I just want to stop here. This is so incredibly powerful. Okay? Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. Able to keep their whole body in check. Okay, now, are your emotions part of your body? I mean, they're part of the physical realm, right? Are you, right? Is your weight a part of your body? How much you weigh? Is what you eat control that or is what what you say control that? Who you better hear me? What you say ultimately about food is what gives food authority over you. 
Oh, you better hear me. Nobody teaches this in the body of Christ. Everybody's selling something in the body of Christ to make you healthy. And it is disgusting. Don't, don't, don't message me with your MLM. And if you're in those, I mean, please don't be offended by what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, if you want to lose weight, change what you say. Change your relationship with food and quit being afraid of it killing you. Quit being afraid of it making you fat. Deal with the underlying issues that have, you've had with food. I mean, you know, the idolatry. Deal with some of the spiritual issues that you have with food. Amen? The brokenness in your life or is it surrounds food. And get your mouth right. Amen? I am not, I mean, I'm just, I, gosh, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't go out, out of the board. But this needs to be taught. It needs to be taught. If you are dealing with depression, get your mouth right. I'm not, I'm not condemning you because you're under demonic oppression. I'm, not, I'm just telling you the solution. I'm preaching the solution right now. It is your mouth. How do I know? Because I was healed of manic depression. This exact way. Therapy. Anti-anxiety medicine. All kinds of meds. Amen? Just by recognizing my mouth and how I was talking about myself. What, I, what was coming out of my mouth was cursing my life. I was cursing my life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. And evil doesn't mean I'm a... I'm, you know, Satan worshiper. I mean, it could mean I'm a Satan, you know, I mean, whatever. But an e anything evil just means that it's twisted. It's just something that is distorted. It's just not, it's, if it's not God, it's evil. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a whole lot of stuff. It's evil. It doesn't, you know, like, that's why I think it's just crazy how we, we, you know, demonize certain things. But honestly, the standard's perfection and there's none apart from Christ. But my point is, what we say about ourselves, what we say about our lives, what we say about our money, what we say about our kids, what we say about our bodies, what we say, what we say, what we say, what we say, what we say. And that's been the, that has been true since the very first chapter of Genesis. From the very beginning, when you open up the Bible, it is clear that what was seen was created by the words that God spoke. And, and he, just, he just was speaking. He was just speaking, establishing order out of chaos with his mouth. And then, guess what? This, this, then then the, the, the enemy came in, the serpent came in so subtly to get them to operate in a completely different frame of mind and to be led by their physical senses and to begin to speak not what they were wanting to create, but the way they saw things. And so we began to call things and speak based upon this, the way things are rather than the way they should be. Does that make sense? Is everybody still with me? Nobody hates me yet? All right. And here's what it says in verse 3. Let me just read it again. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. 
and able to keep their whole body in check. You, let me just say this. You are speech controlled. You were designed to be speech controlled. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Why do you think we speak in tongues? Why do you think that the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost came down and got back the control of the body of Christ's mouths? Because words govern the planet. Words govern the planet. Why do you think witches curse things? I mean, even New Agers know these things are true. What, the devil teaches this stuff. And that's why he's got to get your mouth in agreement with his plan. Because he cannot operate independent of your agreement and your words. Because your words are creative. It says, when we put a bit into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Okay, now this is an example or a picture of how you can control the body of a horse by controlling its mouth. Hey! But I'm just saying, this is a powerful thing. This is, I mean, this, this changed my life. When I, when I got a hold of this message for the first time in my life, I did not, I mean, I, the possibilities for what was possible for me, what was possible for my family, what was possible, I mean, the ceiling came off. This means that no man can stop you. No circumstance can stop you. You are not a victim. Your past does not have to define you. Everything up to this moment right now is irrelevant. It's what you say now that matters. It's what you say now that matters. From this minute forward, this is, this is a new thing. And guess what? Like, say you mess up 30 minutes from now. Well, you could open up your mouth and undo that too. It doesn't matter how many times you mess up. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. Why? Because you're, you just can keep on talking. You can keep on talking. You can keep on declaring. You can keep on saying. You can keep on canceling. You can keep on forgiving. You can keep on. You, ha you have the last word. And if you don't like the way it's going, we'll say something different. Amen? This is the best news I've heard. I mean, this is such good news. I mean, it's a correction. It's a discipline. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of living. We can't just let our any old nonsense out of our mouth. But we have the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of self-control. <laughs> Amen? Who is the one that prays when our spirit prays and speaks and prays in tongues and, and helps us. Amen? We are not without help. We, are, we, are our, we have help in taming our tongue. We have help in speaking and turning the, 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 the whole thing around. 
It says, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. So again, it's a very, it's a very uh, visual picture of a ship and how the rudder controls the ship. And the ship goes where the pilot wants to go by controlling the rudder. Well, guess what? You are the pilot. Your body is the ship. Amen? And your tongue is the rudder. And you can pilot this thing. Amen? Your body is not designed to control you. You're designed to control you. And, and, and it's only what you say. Don't think. Don't think. May I ask the enemy he'll attack you? Yes, he'll give you a diagnosis. Yes, he'll make you allergic to something. Yes, he'll try to tempt you to be a diabetic. Yeah, he will tempt you with all kinds of stuff to see what you're going to say. To see what you're going to say. And you can say no. You can say no. Death and life is in the power of my tongue, and I say no. Poverty, I say no. Barrenness, I say no. Depression, I say no. Mediocre life, I say no. Living a life that is not fulfilled, me, me fulfilling my dreams and being able to afford what, what I want to do for others and for my family, I say no. I say no. And you can say yes, <laughs> right? The word says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And we got to decide. Amen? If Jesus came to live more, uh, to give us a life and give us an abundant life, then we're going to say yes to abundant life. And if it's not included in the inheritance, if it's not a part of what Jesus purchased for us, then we're going to say no. How many times are you going to say no? You're going to say no anytime you see it. Until it leaves. It says, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by just a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. Okay, now this is really a, a powerful thing. It says, a world of evil among the parts of body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. I love the NIV. I know people don't like the NIV, but it, sometimes it's just good to get it simple. I could go read it in a different uh, version. Um, but listen to this. Man, this is, this is a revelation. The tongue is like, like a fire, meaning... Just a simple spark. Matter of fact, today we were driving Lily up to camp, and she's up at Eagle Lake Camp, which is up past Rampart Reservoir, and it's about eight miles past Rampart up there. And, you know, you go back into the Waldo Canyon fire area. I mean, matter of fact, you enter into this gate, and it's a big sign that it says it's the Waldo Canyon Fire Restoration Area or whatever. And so you can go back there, and you can see miles and miles and miles of just trees that look like toothpicks, just burnt to a crisp. Because some dude, whatever, sparked a fire back there. And acres and acres of destruction came from whatever, a match. It just came from a little match. Whatever he did, I mean, he didn't come up, I mean, even if he had a blowtorch. I mean, it's still small. 
compare. I mean, you didn't have a bomb. I'm saying this is an incredible amount of damage that was done by just a little bitty, little bitty spark. And that is a picture that James is giving us of the power of our tongue. Now listen, it is destructive, but it's, think about this. If it's that destructive, think about how, also, how powerful it is when turned in the right direction. It says that it can destroy the whole course of one's life. Well, I knew when I was 33, 34 years old, when I started hearing this message, I knew that was my problem. My whole life, I had been talking nonsense. First of all, I didn't even know not to. I didn't even know the gospel. I didn't know I was righteous. I didn't know that I was in Christ, that my sin nature had been crucified, and that I no longer lived. That old man had been, that passed away, and that that was a dead, a dead, it's dead, it's dead, it's dead. I didn't have a, you don't have a sin nature. I don't have a sin nature. The only reason we sin is because we still think we do. We still relate to being a sinner. We relate to a version of ourselves that was crucified in our mind. We've been programmed with an image, with a self-image. And so we live out of that. And when we renew our mind and we come into that, to, to agreement with who we really are, well, guess what? Everything changes. But I didn't know. I didn't know that it, ma- I didn't know that it wasn't good for me to be walking around saying I'm crazy. Like it was some badge of honor. That my friends used to call me Waffle House crazy because I acted crazy and I was crazy and I blah, 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 you know, just whatever. And I didn't, I, and we thought it was funny. And I didn't know that was like, oh my God, now I'm actually, am crazy. You know, and I had to come out of agreement with that. Right? We have to decide. We have to decide. We're going to come out of a, we have to come out of agreement with some things that maybe we are, they are absolutely, we are experiencing them. Like we are experiencing the fruit of our lips. We're experiencing it. We've given the devil. Woo! Come on in. Still kill, destroy, take my mind. Now that's not always the case. I'm just saying that was my case. <laughs> that was my case. And so when I heard this, you know what? I was like, oh. I got a hold of a Joyce Meyer book called Me and My Big Mouth. And it was about her journey into this whole revelation and how she, you know, would start get up and declare these things over her. And, you know, that may seem like, oh, that's a lot of work. I don't want to get up and do a declaration. It's just religious motions, you know. I don't, you know, we can say all that stuff. But I'll tell you what. Within six months, everything I spoke had come to pass. Within six months. I owed the IRS over $50,000. I was in a financial mess. I was in the middle of redoing this condo. We'd run out of money. I mean, it was stress. Oh, my God. So much stress. So, I was under so much stress, so much pressure. And I got up every day, did that declaration. And let me tell you, it shifts the atmosphere just by doing it. Just by getting your mouth right. Just by getting, I'm telling you, something happens. Now, if you just go through it, I mean, it may not. But when you're awake and you stand up and be like with a revelation, okay, listen here, I'm getting my rudder right right now. I'm sparking this mouth into the right direction and I'm going to create some things in Jesus' name. And just the repetitive nature of it just helps you stay focused and reminds you so that you don't forget because life happens. 
Stuff happens. Stuff, I mean, all kinds of phone call, mail, you name it. I mean, people, uh, just, you know what I'm saying? Life is constantly going on. And so it just serves as like an anchor to kind of get, you know, because if, it, if, this, is, if, we, if this is true, if what James is teaching is true, this is a huge, huge correction for our lives, you know? And if we're talking about becoming what we believe, and that's what Jesus said, become what you believe. He told the guy, what do you want me to do for you? He told, all things are possible if you can believe. He said, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you receive it and you shall have it. I mean, believe, 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 believe is all over the Bible. Okay, and then it says this. Let me just read this part again. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs. Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Okay? So, it says here that no human being can tame the tongue. But guess what? You aren't limited by just being a a human being. Right? We do have the Holy Spirit. Well, he absolutely can possess our tongue. <laughs> he can possess our tongue. He, the word says in Romans 12, 1, to yield our members. It says to yield our bodies as a living sacrifice. To yield our bodies as a living sacrifice. That this, this is our acceptable worship. This is, this is I mean, Jesus wants, wants to, he doesn't want to just be inside of us theoretically. He wants to speak through our mouths. He wants to use our tongues to, to release to, to heaven on earth, to plant the heavens, to heal the sick, to, to bring the will of, of God to pass. See, that's why prayer is so incredibly powerful. It's so incredibly powerful because we're opening up our mouths and we are, we are agreeing with God we're, if we're praying correctly, if we're praying the prayer of faith, if we're praying, not that there's not other places for communion with God and other ways of prayer, but there is a time when we pray just to remind, you know, let me just, Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that this is the day that you have made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. So I'm rejoicing right now and I'm glad in it. In Jesus' name. And I thank you that you have given me all things pertaining to life and godliness. I thank you that I have everything I need right now, that you supply all of my needs according to your riches, that I am rich, I'm fully supplied. There's no lack in my life. There's no sickness in my life. There's no sin in my life. I am righteous. I'm the righteousness of God. You were made to be sin for me. 
And now I'm righteous. I'm as righteous as I'm ever going to be right this minute. And I thank you, Lord, that I just receive that free gift of righteousness. I receive an abundance of grace. And I reign in life as a king. I'm wearing the king crown of righteousness. I am a priest. I'm a royal priest. And you're the king of kings. So that makes me a king because you're the king over me, a king. Amen? I'm reigning and ruling in life with you. I am seated in heavenly places, in the seat of authority, at the right hand of the Father, in you, right this very minute. This is where I live and move and have my being, inside of you. Now, I know, I'm just using that as an example. I'm using that as an example of how to pray. I was taught to pray. I was taught to pray by a woman of great faith. And I was taught to put the word of God in my mouth. And I was taught to remind myself of the truth. And you know, it's as simple as when you get in the shower in the morning or whatever your little morning routine is. You make your coffee and you sit out. So everybody's got a morning routine. But it's just as simple as opening up your mouth during your morning routine and just setting, setting your mouth right, setting your focus right. And just beginning to, 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 to step into... And how, how, you're going to have to know the Word. You're going to have to know the Word. The Word of God is not optional. Because it, that, it's a mirror. It's a mirror that shows you who you really are. That's also in James. Okay? In James, just a few chapters, <clears throat> one chapter back, Right, I'm going to read it. It's in James, okay? James 1, listen to this, it says in verse 19, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and then after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, will be blessed in what they do. Now, there's a lot in this. It's saying to don't just hear the word, but do it. Okay? It's saying, but if you're going to hear the word, you need to know the word. It says when you look into the perfect law of liberty, which is what the word is, it's the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, Right? That, that you are not like the guy that forgets what manner of man you are. Okay? The Word of God is like a mirror. It tells you who you are in Christ. It tells you the truth about you. And it's a much more accurate mirror. It's a much more accurate picture of who you are than, your, than the mirror that you look at in your bathroom or the mirror that you look in your bedroom. You cannot see who you are by looking in your bathroom mirror. You have to know the gospel. And, you need, and, the, and, when, and, and those scriptures, I mean, I, I did that prayer just, 
as an example there. That was just scripture. All I was praying was scripture. And the scriptures that tell you that you are complete in Christ, that you are, just get the end, there's a, there, there's a, a website I think you can go to that has just all the in Christ scriptures. And you can download this little thing that has every in Christ scripture in like 20 versions or something. I have it on my, my computer here. And it's just, it's incredible. Just the in Christ scriptures. In Christ. I mean, it is incredible what belongs to you in Christ. I might take that on at some point and just do a little one-pager for us to try to summarize it because it is an incredible thing of who we are in Christ. And just getting that in your mouth and speaking it over, it's, it's like looking in the mirror in the morning. All right, are we sufficiently corrected? Are we sufficiently encouraged? Yeah. All right. Well, let's, um, let me just get a little bit of feedback here. So <clears throat> how many of you know that this has been, okay, this is an area that, that is, needs to be, I got to, I got to, I got to, this has got to change. Right? Amen. All right. Okay. Now, here's what it means, this one I just read, when it says, don't just be a hearer, to be a doer. Okay? So that means don't just hear this message tonight about the power of your words and how the, all of this, but it's saying, okay, how do I act on this, God? I mean, Jesus, when he, you know, he would give people instructions, there was an action to do. You know? All throughout the Word of God, there was an action. He would, Moses, go to Pharaoh, right? I mean, there was an action. Go fill up the water pots. Go fishing. Let down your nets, right? So let's take a moment right here at this junction before we take a break and let's just ask, because here's the thing, the Holy Spirit, you know, it, this isn't, the, the, some of the things, sometimes we take these things and we, we, then we take them on as principles and we try to do it in our own strength. And you know, I don't know, some people have great willpower and that'll carry them for a little bit. Some people don't have any willpower. So, I, you know, that, that's, a, that's a slippery slope, right? So we want to ask the Lord, what's the next step? I mean, I know for me, when I was crazy, okay, I wasn't going to be able to do some big old complicated thing. You know what I mean? Like, I had one scripture. One scripture. You know? So, it, it, it's, it's what, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you specifically about this? So I want to take just a few minutes. If you brought a journal, this is a good time to get it out. If you have an extra piece of paper and you want to share it with a neighbor, that's another good, you know, good thing to do if they don't have any. And let's just take a few minutes and hear from the Lord. Um, because that's also something that happens. So many times in church, we just go in and we just, we're just like little pew sitters. And we get a great message or whatever, but it's, you need to hear from God. And that's why I, I love what we do in Emerge. Because I'm just not some talking head. It's about you having encounters with God and you hearing the voice of God and you experiencing what Jesus is saying to you about this. Like, yes, he's speaking through me and that's great. But now what is Holy Spirit saying to you? And what's the application of this? And how do I not just hear the word, but be a doer of the word? And Holy Spirit, you know where I am. You know what I've been speaking. You know how my mind got so messed up in the first place to even say this mess. 
you know what my problem is. You know what my weaknesses are. You know what my strengths are. You know how you created me. You know my personality type. You know the demons that are on my back. You know... You know all of it, Holy Ghost. You know it. Like, you know me. You know my uprising, my downsetting, my, my, you know the words I'm going to say before I'm going to speak them. Like, you know, don't come before the Lord. I mean, come before the Lord helpless. He says his grace is made perfect in weakness. So you come in your weakness and you say, okay, Holy Ghost, this is, looks like a job for the Holy Ghost. My tongue is not cooperating. I have not been doing the things that James taught. And I'm cursing myself and I'm creating more of the same in my life. I'm not believing the right things. I got issues. Say issues. Amen? It's okay. It's okay. Jesus came for a people that needed a Savior. And it's okay to need one. And I remember one time the Holy Spirit took me in the, in, the, in the library. We had all the volumes of my issues. It was like the Encyclopedia of Shalice. And it was not pretty. You know what I mean? Like issue number, it was like volume number 17,004, issue number 7. Let's take this one out today. You know, I mean, and, and, and you know, I'm one of those leaders that I, I, I totally embrace the fact that I have issues. You know why? Because it gives you permission to have some issues. <laughs> You know, and it's the grace of God. The gospel I preach is grace. I don't deserve anything that I've gotten. The moment I deserve it, then I've earned it. And it wasn't favor. And it, it wasn't my inheritance. It was a wage. I mean, you know how many posts I just read this week about earning promotion from God? The religious spirit is all over Facebook. I mean, I'm just saying, it's so much, so much stuff out there that is not just, oh, Lord, let's just sit down and rest in God's goodness. Let's just sit down and receive salvation. Let's just receive a Savior. Let's receive righteousness. Let's receive the goodness of God. Now, granted, are we, do we need to agree with it? Do we need, yes, we do. Yeah, by the power of God, by the grace of God, we're going to say the right stuff. By the grace of God, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're going to repent. It takes the grace of God just to repent. It takes the grace of God to change your mind. I mean, this whole idea of independence from God is what Jesus came to eradicate. Independent thinking, independent action, independent uh, behavior, independent righteousness. It's called self-righteousness. And it's pharisaical. It's religious. And it's ingrained in us. And it's ingrained into the way we think about us even. It's like it's ingrained in the way that we relate to ourselves. Like we feel good about ourselves and we're doing everything right. We feel bad about ourselves and we're doing everything wrong. And we all have all these things about conviction and all this stuff that God... It's, it's, it's all been eradicated in Christ. And the only truth we need is to know we're in Christ. If we just stay in that place of in Christ and abide in the vine, we will be fruitful. Guaranteed will be fruitful. I mean, being separated and self-righteous and earning and, and trying to be good and trying to do all the right things. And, I mean, it's exhausting. And it's, it, and it's not just exhausting. It's impossible. It's impossible. There is no, there is no righteousness. We can't, we can't attain it. Amen? So I want to take a few minutes before we break here. And let's just journal. Let's just sit before the Lord and hear what he has to say, okay? Sound like a plan, Stan?
Is everybody okay? Do we have a question before I... I sat down. I'm a little low. Any questions? Everybody okay? Nobody got up and left, so that's good. Is everybody okay? All right. Any questions? All right. Well, Father, I just thank you right now, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the truth. And Lord, we just yield right now our tongues. Just We can just choose to do that. Everyone here, we just choose. We just choose to yield our tongues. You can have it back, Holy Spirit. We took it. We took control. We didn't even know we're, we're so used to it. We just were driving it. Or the enemy was driving it. Or bad programming was driving it. I, we don't even know what was driving it, but, but we don't think you were. And so, Lord, we just, we don't, we just need your help, Holy Spirit. We, you are the helper. You are so gracious. You are so kind. You are so gentle. And you know our everything. And so all we can do is just surrender and agree and step back into Christ and let his tongue be our tongue and just get our tongues back in union (laughs) with yours. We thank you that our tongues are in union and that we can pray in the spirit and that we we can experience union in our tongue. Oh, that's an amazing gift. What an amazing gift to be able to pray in the spirit and and have our tongues totally in union with yours. And just totally bypass our own limited understanding. And so, Lord, even now, just if we need to pray in tongues here for a moment, just whatever we need to do to just get our thoughts aligned and hear from you, you know what's going on in all of our lives. And you know what you're doing. <laughs> and you know what part we need to play. And so we just, uh, we welcome your voice and we receive the words of life in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's take a few minutes just to hear from the Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Anyone else want to share anything? Are we getting? No? No? Well, I know for me, I you know, it kind of comes back down to... Um, some of the things the Lord was just saying is there's, there's things that he want, he's going to deal with. <laughs> and then there's, the, he just was kind of bringing me back to, you know, there's a lot of things that I just need, to, I'm going to be dealing with. Like, you just don't even need to be thinking about these things. This, this is not yours to deal with. Like, really, none of this is, a lot of these things are just not yours to deal with. The only thing I really need you to do is be focused on whatever I say is next. And he brought me back to the scripture that, you know, I, we've been kind of, skating around this summer, uh, which is from Romans chapter 8 in the message uh, version. Uh, Let me just get there. And it's a really great scripture. And I think it also ties in to a lot of what everybody else was hearing uh, from the Lord as well. So I I think it's worth reading. Um, And I know you guys have heard me read it before. And it also kind of ties even into this week's webinar. So I just think it's a really right now word for what uh, the Spirit of God is saying. And here's what it says. Uh, Verse 15, Romans 8.15 in the message. It says, This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, What's next, Papa? 
God touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. So, um, but I really loved when I found that, or when the Lord brought that to me, which is, what's next, Papa? And I think for so many of us, you know, when you're walking into, when you're standing for the manifestation of things in our lives, if there's a tax going on or, or whatever, uh, it's, it's just important to just come down to that simple place of moment by moment dependency upon God and taking the time, actually taking the time to sit down with God and hear him and listen to what he is saying. You know, most of the time when I sit down with the Lord, like with this, he, he most of the time just brings me into some kind of encounter, you know. And when I say that, I mean, it's just like a movie. He takes me into this movie, you know. And, I, and, you know, a lot of times just write those things down. And then, you know, pretty soon you'll be getting all kinds of directions, all, 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 all kinds of peace. And really the, 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 the place, let's never forget ultimately that peace is a person. And when we aren't abiding, when we aren't abiding in the vine, when we aren't abiding in Christ, when we are, you know, dealing with that separated illusion and we we aren't connected, well, there's no wonder we're not going to have peace. You know, it says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And, and, And taking the time, however, if it's prayer, worship, journaling, quiet time, soaking, reading the word, uh, meditating on the word, writing out scriptures on four by six cards, and memorizing the word. I mean, just those things, whatever we do to connect, let's make sure we're taking time to do that. Because whatever battle you're in or whatever you're standing for the manifestation of, we're not going to win the battle blind. We have to stay connected. We have to stay connected to his voice. And tonight, we can talk all about words and all these things, which is straight up. I, I believe that that was just a word from the Lord tonight, just to let you know, right? If you can't, if you can't speak the word, if you can't speak the truth, then zip it. Amen? Like our moms used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say... Don't say anything at all. Well, if you don't have anything that's in agreement with Jesus to say, then don't say anything at all. I mean, that is an incredible discipline. But the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere, and we are going to get there. Amen? So, um, does everybody remember really what we're asking the Lord for and what he's asking us to believe for this summer? The giants that we're confronting? All right, let's just stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. And just don't be surprised that you're in a fight. I mean, if this giant hadn't been a part of your life or, you know, just don't be surprised. Amen? All right, well, let me pray. Well, Father, I thank you for tonight's message and encouragement, and I thank you for reminding us the power of our tongue. I thank you for encouraging us. I thank you for speaking to us. I thank you for giving us directions and for 
just, I don't know, reminding us, <laughs> reminding us of, of who we are and whose we are, and reminding us of who you are to us. And uh, I just pray, Lord, that this conversation that you started tonight would continue, that this would not be the last of it, that, 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 our, that our people are, we're going to hear of it. And I, I just thank you now, Lord, that you are going to continue talking and we're going to continue listening. I just declare, Lord, that we're carving out space to hear, space to listen, space to encounter your love, space to get direction, space to commune, space to just hang out with you. And uh, we just thank you for all kinds of fruit coming from our abiding. And uh, we trust you. We trust you to finish the good work you've begun, to bring it to completion, and to lead and guide us into all truth, and to transform what we believe into agreement with you, and for the seen realm to reflect our upgraded mindsets. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I'm so glad you're here.